Thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Rebecca Gauthier, and it's my distinct pleasure and honor to have with me Andrew Fox. Andrew Fox is a man of many talents. He's a nutritionist. He's a certified personal trainer. He's a yoga teacher, fitness and wellness performance specialist, and also the founder of True Life Fitness and Wellness, a corporation that for the last 20 years has offered personal training, nutritional counseling, and wellness coaching. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to sit here and uh, be able to speak with you, Rebecca. Great. I'm looking forward to it. When it comes to health and fitness, he does it all. And so what we're going to do is pick his brain today and find out the real truth about nutrition. Andrew, <laughs> there is an overwhelming amount of information out there about health and nutrition that can cause a lot of confusion. People, even qualified experts, often seem to have the exact opposite opinions. How do you help mm-hmm. navigate your clientele, which includes pro athletes, celebrities, models, moms like me, you know, working folk, amateur athletes, how do you help them identify the difference between trendy diet and legitimate science-based advice? You know, that's a great question. And it's, it's not easy to do because we are just constantly bombarded with um, the latest and greatest. If you look at um, all the different diet books that have been published for the last 30 years, it's just there's a lot of information out there. So what I recommend my clients to do is always to follow nature. We uh, were created by nature. And so I teach my clients to abide with nature. So I try to tell, tell them not to get too involved with science, but to step back and just do things the way that nature tells us to do them. So when it comes to your foods, you want to eat them in the proper balance, which is going to differ from person to person and as close to nature as possible, which is going to give you more wholesome foods, higher nutritional values, and greater success in any kind of uh, program that you're looking to do. Let's set the record straight a little bit. Like, What are mm-hmm. some things that you advise people not to do, which is oftentimes as, as important as what to do? What are, what are some <laughs> like common diet mistakes? that some of your clients commit and how can our listeners avoid some of these pitfalls? You know, I know it's kind of, um, I I think our listeners are a little more well-versed, but the most common things that I still see, Rebecca, and it just, um, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. I still see people um, drinking soda, drinking sweetened teas, different things like that, lemonade, um, drinking their calories. Um, Mm -hmm. I still see people eating white flour, white sugar, white bread, white rice, white pasta, I'm, I'm very surprised at that when that's well documented, especially with the, you know, diabetes rates that we have in this country. And the third would have to be not drinking enough water. So mm-hmm. those are the three things that, um, I would recommend people just look out for. Where does sleep fit into all of this? Oh my gosh. Sleep is huge. Um, sleep is, I think it's very underrated in our society where it's modern technology, where we have these bright phones and bright televisions and we just click off the TV and try to go to sleep and get a good night's rest and then, um, you know, wake up the next day and do it all over again. I, I think sleep is one of the most important aspects of health. And I don't think uh, uh, many of us get enough. What do you recommend in terms of being able to create like a sleep sanctuary so people take it seriously and get enough sleep? I love that you said sleep sanctuary. I think that's great. That's uh, exactly what I recommend. So um, for clients, uh, you know, we all have such busy lives. So um, recommending some type of breathing practice, 
I recommend using some kind of decaffeinated tea. It could be a detox tea. It could be a chamomile tea. It could be a traditional medicines or a yogi tea, like a calming tea or a nighttime tea, something like that to set the tone so that you can get that proper rest. Kind of dim the lights, get maybe even a favorite book, but something, not something too stimulating, just something nice and easy and easy read that's going to promote good thoughts and, and, and a good sleep pattern. You've recently authored a new book with your beautiful wife, Nicole, called Get Skinny oh, the Organic. You. Yeah, Get Get Skinny the Organic Way. Congratulations on that. And thank it's you. filled with mouthwatering recipes that promote eating organic. What inspired you to create this book? As a nutritionist, as a personal trainer, I've been doing this for about 21 years now, and I provide a service to um, top-level executives, actors, celebrities, professional athletes, and everyday average people that want their whole family to get healthy or just to create that healthy lifestyle from the inside out to change their environment. And I go in and I do um, all the shopping, all the cooking, and all the training. And I had so many clients keep asking me for my recipes because I use, uh, you know, I make all the recipes myself and I do all the nutrition myself. Um, and they kept on asking me for the recipes. And I said, you know, this isn't something I really give out. But then, you know, after giving it some thought, I thought, you know, there's so many people that could benefit by having, you know, a high quality nutritional recipe that's properly balanced. It could, it could help a lot of people. So that's, that's what kind of inspired me to write the book. What's one of your favorite recipes from the book, like your post-recovery workout. That's a great, you know, so many of those recipes, since everything in the book is well-balanced, you could choose any one of those recipes and even some of the desserts, and that would be a perfect recovery. Um, Honestly, I would say to uh, maybe look into the desserts for after working out, because that's when your metabolism (laughs) is That sounds great to me. Yes, you know, and that's the best time to have. Hell yeah. That's the best time to enjoy a treat. So your metabolism is really revving, and you're getting a you're getting a high quality, well balanced dessert. So I I recommend something from the dessert. There's a protein pudding. You can have one of the organic cookies in the back, um, one of the muffins, or even a piece of the cake because it's all made from the highest quality ingredients, and your body will know exactly what to do with it after a workout. So let's take let's talk about that high quality ingredients. You know, obviously you're promoting organic. It says yes. it right in the title of the book. How do you help get clients past that mentality of, well, it's really expensive and it's also time consuming? Mm-hmm. How do you help mm-hmm. them? I am not the first person to say this, but um, you either pay for your health now or you pay for it later. If you look at all the preventable diseases that we're suffering from nowadays, obesity, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, it's and then you look at our food. You, you know, we're becoming more of a society that is uh, lazy, convenience-based, and we want things that taste good. So, you know, I, I ask a lot of my clients, what do you think our ancestors would say if they saw that we have succumbed to the cheap and tasty? You know, remember, you're and my grandmother who would spend probably most of the day in the kitchen preparing meals, not only from the most mm-hmm. wholesome ingredients, but with love. Um, and mm-hmm. they did not suffer from a lot of these diseases or at, the, at least at the rates that were suffering from them at. And all the food back then was organic. It just was. It was. Yes, they were so blessed and they didn't even know it. Yeah. yeah. What about the what about the time factor of meal preparation, especially for people who have very busy lives? You know, I love that you're uh, saying that. Um, just to 
to quote on the last, to say something on the last, you either pay for your health now or you pay for it mm-hmm. later. So I want those people to look at the long game, look at it as a marathon, not as that short mm-hmm. race. And uh, mm-hmm. for the people that have a hard time finding the time to do it or um, my convenience-based people, what they, what I would recommend that they do is start little by little. So, you know, nothing good happens fast and Rome wasn't built in a day. These things take time. So planning ahead, you know, getting a program and then planning ahead from that program and just practicing is going to make you successful. So even if you just start by doing breakfast and say, you know what, I'm going to start making my own breakfast rather than going to Starbucks, rather than going to Panera, whatever the case may be. I, I think that's a great start or resourcing uh, a healthy restaurant that is trying to do it a better way. You know, there's there's a few different ways to do it, but I truly believe in becoming responsible for our own health rather than just passing the buck to a, some other place and relying on them mm-hmm. to do us a service health-wise. Hey, one of the things that you mentioned in your book is the impact that choosing just one organic product out of every 10 items you purchase has on the environment. And so I just wanted to yeah. share some of those statistics. Please. So again... Just by choosing one organic product out of every 10 items you purchase, 915 million animals would be treated more humanely. You you eliminate 2.5 million pounds of antibiotics used in livestock each year. Mm -hmm. 25,800 square miles of degraded soils would be converted to rich, highly productive cropland. 98 million servings of water would be free of toxic pesticides each day. 53 million servings of produce would be produced without toxic pesticides each day. 20 million servings of milk would be produced without synthetic hormones or antibiotics each day. 2.9 billion barrels of imported oil would be eliminated each year. And lastly, 6.5 billion pounds of carbon would be captured in the soil. Is that incredible? Pretty significant numbers, yeah. Yes, they are. And I don't think people see enough of these statistics. And I think if more people saw these statistics and how their choices are impacting not only their health, but our environment, I think they would be much more willing to make this change. And I also like the quote you have in your book, organic is more of an educational challenge than a financial Mm -hmm. one from Miguel Rivera, an organic farmer. That's to me one of the very unique and interesting things about you as a nutritionist and a personal trainer, having met many over the last 20 years, what I think you bring to the table is that education on eating organic. And just so our listeners know, Andrew is my nutritionist and also my husband, Len Foley's nutritionist. And and when I met with him, basically, he came over to my house and we went through everything in my kitchen. And so he saw what I was eating and I went through things. And then What he did was he put together a specifically tailored program for me based on what I like to eat. And, you know, according to you, I was in pretty good shape in terms of already knowing to eat organic and yes and things like that. But I was eating things in the in in the way wrong combination, like way too much fat because being primarily vegan, you know, I don't eat a lot of animal protein. And Andrew just dialed it in for me so all my ratios were correct. Mm. And I I lost like 20 pounds almost immediately. So can you talk a little bit about like your process as a nutritionist 
because it had such Certainly. a profound impact on my life. Certainly, Rebecca. And I love, uh, you, you know, um, when I first go into people's lives, the first thing that I want to change is their quality. And to give them an understanding of quality usually takes most of the time. So when I have a person such as yourself, which who is so well-versed and you are so above and beyond when it comes to understanding quality of our food, superfoods, how our foods should be, I was just so pleased. And it gave us time to focus on the next step, which is balance. Everyone, uh, we're all unique individuals. So everyone has their own balance. Everyone is going to have their own nutritional requirements, such as protein, carbohydrates, fats. But not only that, fibers, sugars, sodium, and uh, minerals and vitamins as well. So this is a process. What I do is I custom tailor nutritional programs for the person, their individual makeup, and their individual needs. And I don't see any programs being done like that. When I see uh, mm-hmm. people going to a nutritionist, I uh, see them coming back with something that came from a computer program. And it's mm-hmm. just that's not how people work. There's no one-stop shop. There's no cookie-cutter nutrition plan that works for everyone. So I try to give people the quality that they deserve, the education that they deserve, and care for them like I would want someone to care for me. And also, you just make it really easy because you give people, you know, different options and how, you know, someone could change it up so that there's plenty of variety and it's actually interesting and you can look Mm -hmm. forward to things. And to me, it was so effective. You want to teach the person how to not need you. I don't want to have people that need me. I want to show them how to open up their own world and just give them a basic understanding. And then their program, much like the book, is just a basic guideline. That means you don't have to follow those uh, recipes perfectly. Just get close. If you feel that recipe needs a little more oil, a little more butter, a little more sugar, whatever the case may be, I think that's fine. I think as you get close to it, you're going to see a lot of success. What are your thoughts on the ketogenic diet? Is it the latest diet fad? Is it a legitimate Mm. strategy for health and peak performance? You you know what? I I love that question. I think that's a great question, especially nowadays. You have so many people um, putting their bodies in a state of ketosis. And it's just the most unhealthy thing you could possibly do to your body. Um, Your body's number one source of fuel is carbohydrate. And when you take all the carbohydrates out of your body, what these people are seeing is that people are losing a lot of quote unquote weight, but the weight Mm -hmm. that they're losing is water weight because as soon as those people go back and eat a carb, they gain a bunch of the weight back. Mm -hmm. So what I want people to see is that when you put your body in a state of ketosis, your body should not be living there for a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people, the actors will do it. Um, the people that we do for cover shoots will do it. And I always recommend against it because it teaches mm-hmm. people how to roller coaster. And that is one thing your body does not want. Your, your body was never meant to stay in a state of ketosis. If you do, you're going to become very sick. And you're, you don't want your body to roller coaster. We're looking, the body always wants to be at homeostasis or steady state. So that's what we're really trying to teach people, true health. One of the things I like to do is take my nephews, nieces, my godkids, and I take them down to the Getty. And I like to show them all the different statues and all the paintings and all the pictures of all the, you know, great-looking men and women. And it's like, this is how we're meant to look. And look how awesome they look. And there was no dieting, no roller coastering. These were just people that were eating wholesome foods and getting lots of exercise. 